0: So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay connor and his team, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event again, that is jconnor.com j a y c o n n e r dot com forward slash event now let's get into today's episode <laughs>
1: If you're a real estate investor or you want to be a real estate investor, don't go anywhere because I'm getting ready to plug you into the money, regardless of your credit, your experience, your verification of income. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time to join in on real estate investing with Jay Connor, I've got a special welcome for you. My lands, you are, yes, now part of the movement. We're getting like 30,000 downloads and listens a month now. And uh, wow, we're just exploding. So I'm glad you're here at the show. Here on the show, we talk about all things real estate investing, single family houses, commercial deals. And if this is your first time, just so you know, I'm known as Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority, where I get you plugged into funding. And we have amazing guests here on the show as well. And today is no exception to that. In just a moment, I'm going to be introducing you to my friend, my fellow mastermind member and individual that can fund your deals as well. So not only do I have a free gift for everybody right here at the beginning of the show, but I also have a brand new guest for you to meet that can also help you with and get you funding for your deals. But uh, before I do that, I want to invite everybody, if you're tuned into iTunes or Google Play, be sure and subscribe and uh, rate and review. Just recently, we hit new and noteworthy on iTunes. That's pretty exciting. I'd love to get your feedback. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure and comment right below. Get your comments uh, down there and also enter your questions. We'll get your questions answered regarding uh, real estate investing. As I promised just a moment ago, I got a free gift for everybody that's tuning in, and that is... I've got a free online class for you to simply register for to attend. It's uh, ready for you. I just recently recorded it. And the name of the webinar is Where to Get the Money Now. It will explain to you the five easy steps from going from zero funding to getting over $2 million in funding, just like I did in less than 90 days when I started out. It's called Where to Get the Money Now. And here's where you can go check it out at the end of this show. Go right on over to www.jayconner.com forward slash money podcast. That's jayconner.com forward slash money podcast. Well, as I promised just a moment ago, folks, my good friend, fellow mastermind member, I want to introduce to you all. This guy is like no other guy that I know. He's got quite the story. His name is Jim Huntziger. And let me tell you about Jim. Uh, He's been in the real estate investing business since 2005. He's a licensed real estate broker, but check this out, folks. He's done over 500 deals. And up until the recent times, he has rehabbed like 95% of those deals. His average rehab budget, is like $80,000. His largest rehab renovation budget that he's done is $410,000. And Jim is pretty well known. You may have heard of uh, Jim as being the creator of MLS domination. But Jim's got some new stuff going on in recent times here. And that's why I've got him here on the show. Jim has got funding for your multi family deals. So here's the deal. Stay to the end of the show. We're not going to go too long today. And Jim is actually going to be giving out his personal contact information. You got a commercial deal, a multifamily deal. All you simply do is just email him, give him an overview on the deal, and he's going to talk to you about possibly partnering on your deal. So you're interested in commercial, multifamily stay on the show because you're going to get plugged in. So with that, Jim, my good friend, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, and Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you, Jim. And I know you're a busy guy, so I appreciate you taking the time to come here on the show with me. So let me just start out this way, Jim. I, you know, I don't know anybody more qualified to talk about themselves than yourself. <laughs> How is it you're qualified to be here on the show today, Jim, to talk about what we're going to talk about?
2: Well, it's it's interesting that I'm here on your show because I have lots of money to spend on multifamily and I just don't have enough multifamily deals to spend it on. So I figured this would be a great place to come to meet people to spend my multifamily money because there's lots of money in the marketplace that wants to spend it on multifamily. And I'm just trying to help them do that. That's all.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, that sounds like a good problem. You got more money than you know what to do with. And so you're looking for people that I have can find deals or they're looking at deals for you to do business with them, right?
2: Yeah, right. People stay in the deals, right? Because I can't, I can't be everywhere at all times. And there's, there's so many good pockets for multifamily all over the country. And even pockets, you know, some investors don't know about yet because they're just small towns, or are small areas. And so there's deals everywhere. And, and so, you know, what we're finding, you know, a lot of the deals that come to my plate, you know, aren't really deals, frankly. And so people don't know if they have deals or if they. But, but at the same time, now something we'll talk about today is a, is a seven figure profit I had on a, on a wholesale that we sold for two point three million. And that was somebody that wasn't really sure what they have, you know, and so that's kind of how I decided to come out and do some interviews on the, the podcast to get the word out that I, you know, I got a lot of money behind me to spend on multifamily. And if you have a deal or you think you have a deal, uh, you know, email it to me and we'll give you my contact information at the end. But you know, the deal that we bought that was, uh, was in Oklahoma City it was, we bought it for a million 250 and the seller thought that because the tax assessed value was a million two, he thought he took us for like 50 grants. I, you know, told the title company how happy he was at uh, he got, you know, the million 250. So he was ecstatic. Now we sold it that for 2.3 million with a total profit of a million sixty, And uh, that was a deal that the, that the people brought it to me. I met them at a mastermind. Somebody came and just sat at my table at lunch, just one of those, you know, things, told me about the deal. I'm like, that sounds pretty good. Let me see, the, you know, let me look at the actual numbers. Let me see the financials on that. Okay. And that was a real deal. Got, got into it. And, you know, we sold it, uh, we had to sell it three times. Though. That, that's the only hard part. That's what I, I mean. I, you know, I want to, I'm out here to meet people. But also when I was new, I started studying this still like four years ago is when I started studying multifamily long before I jumped into it because there's so many different facets of it, you know? And so this deal, well, let me tell you though, we had, we had a buyer, cash buyer. It was for only for, it was for 2.4 is what that was. And they, on the it was supposed to hold it on a Friday. The Monday of that, that week, they called and said, we need a financing extension for 30 days for our cash deal, which, of course, we were a little surprised by because it was a cash deal. Uh, we said, you know, okay, for an additional $40,000, we'll give you 30 days. They said, no, no, we're not giving you any more money. And we said, wait, wait, it doesn't really work that way. If you want an extension, we're going to give you an extension, but otherwise, we have to keep your money because you're defaulting. Well, they turned out to be attorneys and they sent threatening letters to the title company who wouldn't release the money to us even though it was clearly hard in the contract and they didn't perform. Uh, But they made them think that we didn't give them stuff prior to, now, Prior to the the date of the earnest money going hard, they said, "Well, they didn't give us all the information." Well, that's not how it works. Uh, they have, to, they have to, if they don't get all the information by the date, they have to cancel, right? And they didn't, so the money goes hard. Except their attorneys and scared the title company. So uh, either way, we ended up having to give them the money back because we wouldn't sign to release it. However, they also put a lien on our property, started a foreclosure process. <laughs> but since they backed out, we had found another buyer. Which this buyer was a syndicate, and syndications aren't for me. I know there's a place for them, and people do really well with them, but I. I buy the deals. It's, it's me and my partner. We come in. We we bring in, we bring in sponsors sometimes to put the down payment. But we don't do big like having multiple people in the deals. It's the lender, maybe a sponsor, and that's it. And that, that's how I do all, all the deals. But the second deal, uh, that that buyer, so we sold to the third buyer, the the second buyer, lost two hundred grand in hard earnest money that they could never get back. They, we actually gave them an extra three months at the end. This, this, this was a three-month, by the way, this was a three-month flip as a wholesale that we bought. We planned on owning it for three months. I ended up owning it for 19 months. We still made a million on it, so everything went okay. But the second that only because we cut 200 from the second buyer because we were entitled to it, we gave them an extra three months to see if they could come up with the money. They couldn't do it. And we sold it to the third buyer, and that closed. And it just closed beginning of 2019, here we are, March, so a couple months ago. So here's the question, Jim. What are
1: the lessons learned from that experience that could help someone that's never done a commercial deal or could help somebody that's already
2: doing uh, commercial deals? Strongly, and strong. that's what we did on the third buyer is we strongly vetted the buyer the financing, and just really looked at the, the person that, that, you know, there, because the, the lenders in this world, this this asset, mind mind you, was 40% occupied. It was a slumlord that never put any money into it. It was a really, really distressed asset. It's very difficult to get lending on. And then when you throw in Oklahoma that has lots of weather issues, for, so insurance is already high there, even if the asset's in good condition, it, 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 it has a lot of issues that you just wouldn't even know about. And so- it was hard to get to get financing which is why the first deal we took that was cash was very appealing the second one we took the guy we researched that guy probably not enough but we still ended up you know we we kept 200 on that so we didn't lose during that time cuz the asset was not producing income it was you know negative monthly and then the third buyer we just vetted very strongly. We looked into his history, what he's done, how many, how many units he's owned, where the money was coming from, what kind of because it was a lender. It ended up being it was not a cash deal. It was a bridge loan. And but we looked at that lender that they've done a lot of business with before. So we did a lot of we did a lot of research. We had three buyers in the end. And one buyer was a big, big apartment buyer, like, you know, somebody that's pretty well known in in this space, but this was a a 91 unit deal. And I I don't think it was quite big enough. I don't think we had his attention to be perfectly honest. It's a guy that I know. He's a great guy. He's very nice, but I just don't think this was a big enough deal. And so we pulled it out from under him saying, Hey, you know what, we're going to go to somebody who we have their attention. So another thing that, you know, like, here's a, like, I would have loved to have sold to this guy because he's a big person in the, in the, in the, in the apartment world, but I didn't have his attention. I could tell I didn't have his attention, and we were on the third buyer here. We didn't have time to not have somebody's attention. So you really got to make sure you understand your buyer, what your goal is, and what you're trying to do. Because you know, if I sold, if if we picked him as the buyer, and he couldn't believe we didn't, I don't know if this ends up closing. It might. It probably would have. But he closed on like a 220 unit right after he put ours under contract, and that's that's when I realized, or he was about to put ours under contract, and that's when I realized like this probably isn't big enough to have his full attention the other guy this was right up his alley and that's how i decided on that buyer i had two extremely qualified buyers the third one was probably fine but i had two that were really good and one that i really wanted to sell it to like i I can't believe i didn't to be perfectly honest but i could tell i wasn't i didn't get a phone call back for one full day one time and this is a big deal we're talking 2.4 million and he was actually offering more money than the the buyer that i i sold it to so it was a hundred thousand more dollars but the money i didn't I already had money, fake money on the table before and deals didn't close. So that didn't matter to me. So I was looking for the real buyer that this was a deal they wanted, that they, could, they were willing to close on. It wasn't something they would close on if they had time because they want to buy 200 unit stuff. I had to find the right buyers the point of the story.
1: So let's go back up to 30,000 feet. Mm. For years and years, you were, you know, in the single family world, you were a rehabber And then four years ago or so, you really started diving into this multifamily thing. So what are the advantages? In other words, what got you turned off to the single family world? And what are the advantages in the world of multifamily versus single family? And why are you
2: focusing on that now? Well, as you can tell, Jay, I, I do things fast, right? I talk fast. It's just how I'm wired. I don't, you know, people say, How do you do that? Can I get some of that energy? I'm like, I wish I could transfer some because I could use to get some of it out of me sometimes, you know, but this is just how I'm wired. And so I, I started, you know, getting, getting rentals, you know, just like I, I learned single family, one at a time. I bought a duplex. I bought a, you know, a two flat. I bought a four unit building. It was taking forever, though. Like, just, it was just one by, and I'm like, there's got to be a better way. And I knew apartments and I liked the idea of apartments. So I, you know, I started, you know, I bought, you know, a handful, 14 rentals or something. I'm like, you know what, this is just taking forever. Like I'm going to table this whole idea. Let me start investigating this apartment complex thing. And so it took me a while because I was flipping. So I was making good money, you know, flipping the house and not, you know, keeping some, but mostly just turning and burning them. And so I was doing good, but then, you know, four years ago, I'm like, I got to just figure this out. So I, I, set a task to, okay, I'm going to research and learn multifamily. And so I've taken courses. I've talked, you know, talking to high level people at masterminds. I know that knew a lot about it and just networking. And I learned, you know, and, and you're know, consciously paying attention to deals and what structures are, what makes a deal, what, what's, a, what's a cap rate? Why is it, it's an 8% and this is a 10% and what does all that mean? And so I, I wouldn't, I didn't want to go into these deals until I understood that because, you know, if you're going to get in, you got to understand the exit, buying it right is everything. And it doesn't change from single family to, to multifamily buying it right doesn't change. And so I had to understand what buying it right meant. And so I really had to understand the exit, the end game, so that I, like we kind of were talking, you know, I got to reverse engineer it. And so that's what I did. And then that's, I, you know, once I knew enough, which was about two years ago, a little over two years ago, I jumped in. And so I, I got my first complex and I got multiple.
1: What do you like about
2: multifamily versus single family? You're buying a hundred at once. You know, I, I like th- buying things in bulk. I like just you know, the, the one-off stuff, it just was. It- so you're doing much bigger deals. Yes. And so instead of, so what was your average
1: profit when you were doing single family houses?
2: Oh, uh, we were, t- you know, I live, I'm in suburban Chicago. And so, you know, my price point, I'd buy them around two, two and a quarter. I'd sell them anywhere from, you know, 350 to 600, depending on the house. And so, you know, we, we were making in the end, we were making anywhere from, you know, about 12%. The The retail value is what we'd make, which was not really... We prior to that, we about twenty, you know, and uh, the the margin just gone down and down and down as time went on. That's why I hung that up last year. I, I don't rehab single family houses anymore at all. It just for me, for my market where I did it, it, it didn't make sense anymore. Right now, people were you know paying more than I'd like. The contractors are so busy, like they, it's just like they don't even know what to do with themselves. So they'll give you a price if you get a bid from them, which sometimes takes a couple of weeks to get the bid because they know if you say yes they got to start working and they, if they don't have the crew or the time they can't so they'll come they'll come out to your place but they won't give you a bid for three or four weeks you know that tells you what you need to know right there they don't have the time to do it you know and so I had good contractors that were you know I worked with for years that are charging me retail prices or I could just tell they didn't need the work and so that told me you know hey this is time for me to kind of back up I me mean, and I was already in the multifamily, so it wasn't very hard for me to, to pull the plug on the single family when I realized you know they writing on the wall it wasn't the time anymore.